Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game-changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Hello everyone, it is Red Men Radio. Thank you very much for joining us. I am Paul Machin. Across from me is sat Mr. Chris Page. Chris, how are you? Gravy, baby. Great. And uh, Sai is the man. Not Sam Allardyce, though. You know, I've not got veins full of gravy. No, I'm just no. I, yeah, I'm just I'm just okay. I'm, well, I'm you've cool. got you've got to have ambition. You know what I mean? You've got to, if, you, if you achieved everything in life, you know, before you at forty, then what would you do with the rest of your life? You remember that my life goal was to be retired at thirty, and I'm okay. not. Mm. So exactly, I've got nothing left to live. For. Nothing left to live for, but, but filling one's veins with gravy. And we've got a kickoff question this week. Comes from Willow. It's a doozy. The elbows just fell off the table. If you're watching the video version, you might have seen a small moment of panic fleet across my face. The question comes from at the James one, or maybe the James one. I prefer, as you all know, that it, it's, it's the. Right, what we're gonna what I'm gonna ask for, and I'm gonna get excited to furiously take a note down on this, is I want some. I think we need some background music for this question. Okay. To first for the for the Redman Radio podcasts, <laughs> but bear with me on this; it'll all make sense in a moment. Right? Okay, are you ready? <clears throat> the world as we know it is finished. Food supplies are almost depleted, and the world has turned to cannibalism. Bizarrely, you find yourself in the Melwood trading facility and have a difficult choice to make. You know what I'm getting at. Who do you eat? Who do you eat? Trent Alexander-Arnold. You eat Trent Alexander-Arnold? I like ribs. Right. And and he's all ribs. He's basically just all bone, and he does not much meat. It's a a manly feeling, biting down on a fucking big bone. You know who else has got ribs? And also, he's dead big. But you've not not listened to the rest of my answer. I also want a toothpick for afterwards, for when I get on to the next person. And I reckon Trent's got, like, small bones that I could use for toothpicks and stuff. Uh, So I'm taking Trent first, because he's bony, essentially. And then, it depends how much free time I've got in Melwood's training facility, because if I've got a lot of free time and I'm comfortable in my own skin at this point, no one's going to eat me, then I'm going to go for Robbo next. But the problem with going for Robbo next... You've got to catch him. Well, you've got to catch him first and foremost. (laughs) Great point. I've got traps, don't worry, uh, and a bow and arrow, as everyone found out on the um, match day vlog. Um, you're going to have to slow cook him because he's, t- he's a tough Scotsman, mm. and, and I think that uh, you know I want to get that out of the way early. Mm. So I'm there, I'm making him into some kind of a, a, a casserole, maybe with some of Trent's uh, bone stock. And some other beans and a nice bollock. <laughs> <you know? laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Look, it's straight up Virgil Van Dyke for me. I just think you know if you're gonna if you're gonna eat I someone, look, take him down. No, but here's the thing. Well, yeah. Look again. We're living in a world where we've decided we've got the you know we're setting traps and Home Alone style traps <laughs> around Melwood, but it's fatal. Home they're, alone just, trap. they're just too clever for that. The thing about the thing about it is, is that I don't. I think it's a waste to eat someone small because you've got a base. You've got a base on that maybe maybe some sort of help is coming. Maybe something's going to happen. But they're not going to. They're going to die quicker. I, I, there's no, you know, there's no science behind this, but there's not a lot of food about, and you know, 
I think Virgil could probably survive a little bit longer on just using up the fat. But in his my body point stuff, is so that I'm thinking you need about to eat them while they're still alive and then take down the big ones. My point is still that I'm still holding out hope for uh, for a resumption of. Premier League activity. Oh right, so, okay. you know, so I'm you're taking that, the centre back out. No, 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 no. But here's the point. I know, I know. Listen, I go. He no, was no. the he's the linchpin. No, but no, I'm taking. I think I can I can sustain myself over a longer period of time on Virgil Van Dijk. Whereas you're talking about, you've polished off the back the whole back four <laughs> before you know. Are you before kidding we got me? The end of the week. I've, I've just taken our two most strengthened positions. Yes. we've still got Klein <laughs> and we've still got uh, Gomez and we've still got Moreno. You've taken out the reason that we're oh, so good no, this season. Actually, yeah, that's a good point. I think. I think I've struck a balance. I think I struck <laughs> you've, a balance. You've, you've left yourself with Clavin and Lovren. Yeah. Actually, Lovren's probably a reasonable <laughs> shout in that regard. <laughs> okay, I changed my answer to Dejan Lovren. Good size. And he's likely to die of natural causes by being haphazard. Yeah. So he, he's one of those like a like a final destination. The woodcutter's going to get him. Well, yeah, he's just he's just as likely to decapitate himself. <laughs> yeah. Running true. around, running away from something. So you know, it's uh... in all seriousness, though. If I found myself <laughs> in all seriousness, in, in yeah. all seriousness, if I found myself there in the off season, I take Bobby. Because he, he tends to he tends to put on a little bit of weight in the off season, of, do you know what I mean? Porn, yeah, exactly. Like. So it'd be a good shout for the off season. But if you're in the middle of the season, I think Trent's a good shout. Sorry, but wouldn't, wouldn't Matip be a similarly good shout if Trent's a good shout? Absolutely, but he's bigger. He's harder to take down. I want to get my strength up from Trent. Right. I'm not eating for weeks here, right. Paul. You know what I mean? Okay. For a tackle someone like that's, Joel Matip. That's absolutely fine. Okay, brilliant. Okay, let us know by tweeting in at the Redmen TV, or if you're listening to or watching this podcast on the RedmenTV.com. In the comments section. The easiest person would probably be Akterberg, though. <laughs> he does walk with a severe limp. Um, you just, well, that, maybe the, maybe there's a, a, a like natural I'm, selection style thing and we're, we're, Yeah, exactly, you know what I mean? If, you, if you're hunting in the Serengeti, you go for the weakest. The weakest well, sure, you're yeah. taking out like the dinner ladies first. Or something <laughs> yeah, <that's> probably, actually. <laughs> yeah. um, Although, who's going to make your tea? You? <laughs> nah, I'll just keep them around to make oh, me some like, nice brews. Wow, I love that. I love the idea of them basically just like being in the indentures. The they've they've never been outside at Melwood. They don't know that the world's it's in disarray. It's secure these days, Melwood it's as a good well. place, like, actually. I'd never really thought about it, but yeah, yeah I think that might be a place that high. Random question. Belvale. Belvale. Okay, sounds so. Just, to, just for those who don't share the telepathic connection <laughs> that Chris and I have built up over the last 20 years. Um the zombie apocalypse happens. Where's the place that you go to? Where's your safe place? There's, well, it's a two it's a twofold plan. I'd start off with Bellevale because there's loads of different shops and stuff, and there's loads of different things that you could get. I mean, Poundlands down there. And Problem stuff like with that. you? Problem with that? Just straight off the bat. I've watched enough zombie films to know this. Bellevale is never empty. It's true, and but they're all old. So no, you can get away with them. Maybe. I'm not it depends on the type sure of zombie you're talking true. about yeah, here. There's a I lot of the unemployed and unemployable stage, hanging around Belle Vale at, at 11 o'clock in the morning on a Tuesday. Stage two is to get out to the, um, basically where Ikea is at Warrington and to get out to one of them big food like, depot, at, like, de- yeah. depot places. Yeah, I mean... You know, strength, good security, good. shitload of food. Mm, I like that. I like and that. And some lot. articulated lorries for fun. So mine was when I used to live uh, by Allerton Road was the TA. Yeah, on Mother Avenue. Weapons, Weapons big, uh, big vehicles, but also you're over the road from the Tesco's, but you're fenced in as well. So yeah, you've got you've got that. But uh, since then, I'm, I'm, honestly, I'm not. 
I pro- probably come to the office. <laughs> it's not, you know what I mean. It's pretty well. Th- one thing it's pretty lacking. We can get the gates working again. Um, but yeah, no. I, 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 just to clarify, actually, before we move on, because I, I might have when I said you know Tuesdays are filled with the unemployed and unemployable at Belvale. Just to be, <laughs> just to bear this in mind, I'm there too. Which is why I know. That no, it's, I, I'm so, spotted more in Belvale than anywhere else. <laughs> Literally, like between Belvale and um, Bootle Strand is the two places. The only two places I go outside of me, outside of my house and and here. Uh, right, we'll move on. Run down of this week's topics. Um, news and brief coming up in a moment. And we're going to be listening to a little clip from a podcast Chris did this week with Andrew Beasley, who's based tuned to Red on Twitter. Fantastic. So some really interesting stuff about Jürgen Klopp uh, within there. Then we're going to be coming on Liverpool United coming up. So we've got a, a combined 11 chat. A little bit different to what we normally do. We're going to, we're going to do a, a couple of versions of that, which will all be explained in due course. And then we're going to take some more questions from via the subscribers Facebook group. And from Twitter as well, we've got some absolute belters this week, including, um, it's like two weeks out of date, but it's Lukaku posited the whole, why don't we have an all-star North versus South game? And it's by Lukaku, I mean, Lukaku's PR team clearly with something to gain from it. I love that, like, the first tweet back was essentially, uh, yeah, go ahead, like, but you're not getting you're it. You're not getting it, mate. And just to clarify, we, I mean, we don't want to give away answers. Is Lukaku in any of your... No. No, of course he's not. I don't think I've got a Man United player in my side. Interesting. Stay, stay oh, I have. Play. I have, yeah. Okay. Of course, have. of course you have. Of course you have. Stay tuned for that then. Okay, news in brief then. Um, start with the, the footy in general. We, look, for those listening, we're, we're kind of skating around the, the Champions League stuff. It's 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 tonight. We, we, there's no point in us talking about it unless we date this horrendously, which I've kind of done by doing that. But nevertheless, Man United play Palace on Tuesday. Their fans are now like pigs in shit, Chris, because they've like, how's her? What's third feel like? And it's like, Literally, remember remember four hours earlier, it feels exactly like that, except we feel as though we're going to be higher than that. It's weird. They, um, they looked in big trouble. Paddle Palace they were, were terrible really good. first half, Man United, weren't they? And, you know, there's nothing I see there that scares me from that side. I mean, you know, people talk about them being a good defensive team and all that. I, I completely disagree. I don't think they've got the good defenders. Mm-hmm. I don't think they've got that very very good players. I think they're a defensive side and they're not very good at defending either. Yeah, you know, weird, it's it's, it? it's bizarre. Like, well, we said this in Bruton, we, we did a bit a, a big bit on Carius on the the final word show this week, and I, I made mention of it, like the De Gea thing. And we'll, today will come up a lot in this podcast, by the way. I love him. I think he's terrific. And I think almost undoubtedly the best goalkeeper in the Premier League and, and possibly the best in the world. He has to make a lot of saves, doesn't mm-hmm. he? And that, that, they're the things, because I always talk about it, they're the things that stand out because they match the day moments. Bits of smart distribution and positioning don't often make it into highlights packages, so you don't see that of other teams. All you see is David the hair pulling out a, a, a few worldies a match. He did it at two all. Exactly. You uh, made he one off the line at two all, does he? Yeah. And you're thinking to yourself, wow, you've just got yourself back into this game, but ultimately he doesn't concede a lot of goals, does he? And that's what it comes down to. I think he's outperforming his expected goals against by like nine this season, you know what I mean? And he's one of the only goalkeepers that's doing that in the league. Mm-hmm. By I certainly the only goalkeeper that's doing it by that much in yeah. the league. And you look at it and you think that's a really poor Manchester United side. And for all for as good as a decision it was by Mourinho to change things up at half time. Mm-hmm. It's his mistake that got them in that situation, yeah. and that can't be forgotten. Mm-hmm. You can talk about it, Mourinho's half-time team talk and his tactical changes. I'm sorry, 
but everybody knew that they were playing down the centre too often during that game yeah. and couldn't understand why Sanchez and Lukaku and uh, uh, who, who was the other four Lingard were playing in like a, a space of about 10-15 yards of each other Rashford comes on sticks on the left hand side and creates space for everybody else yeah. you don't need to be a football genius to work that out like mm-hmm. you know what I mean I could see that from the telly yeah. um, it's mad I, I think it's it's really poor management to yeah. be able to get to even go to forty five and do that. Now, what was what was interesting for me about that though is when they moved they moved on to that last what twenty five minutes of the game when they 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 made the last push the last changes and what have you. And the only reason they've gone for that is because and I had a bit of back and forth with this on, on with some people on Twitter last night. Mourinho's looked at it and gone, I want to pass the bus against Liverpool at Old Trafford. I want, I, he'll be happy with a point against us, mm. but he can't. He, he's not allowed to be happy with a point if that point keeps us above them yeah. in the table, and that's the reason why he threw he threw everything at that match as much. As, I mean, because he doesn't he doesn't want to lose a game for a start, but he had to go. That that wasn't planned, and that wasn't uh, that wasn't a tactical masterclass what he performed against Crystal Palace there because they could have lost that game quite easily. Putting Jesse Lingard at right back is not a tactical masterclass it's him <laughs> going oh, what have I got available to me he just he threw a load of shit at a wall and he's fortunate that Matic cropped up at the end for, and something, something do you know stuff. what he's, he has been an incredible manager in his career but mm. I, right now and for the last two years really I, I, he's dated badly yeah. you know and I look at him and think there's no way in hell I would swap him for Jürgen Klopp. If they finish above us or not, it's irrelevant for, to me. It's irrelevant that they've won the Europa League. What he does is what everyone does on Football Manager. Mm-hmm. You go, you, you have an idea, and you just buy the best players in the world to, yeah. to, to, to go and do it. I don't think he's... He's not picking out players and developing them and improving them, and he doesn't have to, to be fair no, to no, him, no. because he's at a club where they can afford to do it. But going and signing Paul Pogba... Everyone in the world would have done that. Yeah. Uh, you don't need to be the best football manager ever to go and sign a ninety million pound player, yeah. and then one who's torn up the league four seasons on the bounce and scored twenty god goals, and then Zlatan Ibrahimovic. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And these are these are players that are easy. Mm-hmm. That's like it's just too easy. You, yeah. you don't need to be a good manager to make these signings. Yeah. But what he's proven is you can't make a team out of them, yeah. and they're getting by on individual talent rather than being able to create a team that's actually any good. When was the last time he created that? Probably the last time he won the league with Chelsea. Yeah, four years ago. He's, he was the last time he had a decent team. And let's be honest, still tail end of what he first created. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and to be fair, it wasn't a lasting success that he built. Although you know you could argue Chelsea r- r- always remain there or thereabouts, don't they? But you know he then he then he then won the league and fell off a cliff immediately immediately afterwards. He has to go back almost to his post Porto early days at Chelsea as well. I suppose I, I mean I don't know enough about it, but he he got that. Inter Milan side built the way exactly to, to work he did. to his he did to his and he had like Sammy Eto running around up top and stuff like that and that was incredible but again it was Sammy Eto yeah you know what I mean these are, these are players he had Wesley Schneider and you know top draw yeah. footballers again and in a league that really wasn't challenging him at the time because of everything that went on with Milan and Juventus mm-hmm. and all that type of stuff you know Mancini I think before him had won the league a couple of times or am I getting my timings mixed mixed up a little bit here but not important. Uh, for me, unless you're an Inter Milan fan, he peaked ten years ago, mm. and he got a really, really fortuitous run you know, in the Europa League last season. You know what he's becoming? Not this, all this could inevitably come back to haunt us, but he gives a fuck at footy. The, I think, look, I think footy's moved on. 
and he now is becoming a. He's still got his way, and look, it's working to a degree. Look, the second in the table mm. can't be discounted. They are they win they win football matches. The second on talent, you know, you know they're there, they're there because they deserve to be there. You can't. It's hard to fluke fluke it in the league, but I do feel to a degree he is. He's his tendency to be a spoiler is exacerbated by the by Jurgen Klopp and by Pep Guardiola, etc. When it was him and Rafa, you, they, could, they both played in a very similar sort of way. So you had that tactical masterclass, and it was it was the accepted way of playing at the top end at the top end of the league. Well, there's been a status quo shift. Mm. That's not how top football's played anymore, and he is becoming a little bit of a relic. So inevitably, rather than rather than Upgrade what he does, or or, or or change it up, or or refresh. He's playing. He's basically going out to try and. Yeah, I mean, look, I qualify this by you can you can win football matches however you want to win football matches, but I do feel as though he's. You're right. I think the shelf life of that, I think it's coming to an end, and I I, I don't feel as though Man United are going to be more of a power. This yeah. next season, because well, what are they going to do? Are they going to go and spend another two hundred million? Yeah, they Paul, will. But what what two hundred? What's that two hundred million going to do? Nothing. It's just going to increase the talent in the side, and that talent might be enough if they get better players than Manchester City. But where are you going if you're a player? Mm-hmm. Where are you really going between the two clubs right now? They're not the best team in their own city. Never mind the league. But they've got mean? they've got Romelu Lukaku, who is who should be top goalscorer in the Premier League because he's got the he bit it and he's got the ability to be to be it again. Alexis Sanchez, who should. Is one of the top players. Everyone wanted Alexis Sanchez yeah, a year ago. You know, he hasn't got a tune out of him yet. Which is, you know, again, new players Paul, settling in and what have you. Yeah. Paul Pogba. It's well, March, Paul. Yeah. If he's going to get a tune out of these players, he'll have done it by now. Yeah. Manchester United sides of old came out of Christmas and dominated this league. Yeah. This isn't a Manchester United side that's any good. Yeah. They're getting by on individual talent. He feels like a, a manager to me. And you know he's talked about that book that he's carried around with him. is like his Bible. Yeah. feels like he found the fucking Bible. That's what it feels like. He found Bobby Robson's fucking tactical book or something, <laughs> made a few scribbles of his own, went to went to Porto, it all worked, moved on to Chelsea, it worked because of the type of football that was being played at the time. Football's moved on. He hasn't written anything in, te- in that book for 10 years. Yeah. That's what's happening. He's getting I, by on talents. Yeah, I think that. I think that. And look, for, and, uh, it's understandable to some extent, isn't it? He's become a, become a super coach. And wh- how do you? I mean, look, he probably, he probably deserves a bit of credit for what, like Lingard, I think stepped up massively this season. Lingard's twenty-five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what I mean is, you can't say if he's had his best. He's having his best season yet. Maybe, maybe, maybe. So yeah, maybe. you know, he gets. He, he, what I mean is, it's not. There's not a blanket. He shit. Everyone's everyone's shit under him, kind of thing. Like there's plenty of missteps there, by the way, which I could fill like, a whole show with. Um, but he's doing a few things right. But you, I think I totally agree. By the way, I, I think that you know what? What are you? If you just if he's just spoiled. He's been spoiled with riches, and when when it's come when the when the when it boils down to it, we've now got a Premier League where City have got boss players and it, Liverpool have it, got boss players Paul, and Spurs, but they've also got coaches who have got the abilities to deliver a You're different right. brand. Of You're exactly right. Jose Mourinho has always had the most money when he's managing the Premier League, mm-hmm. and he doesn't anymore. Mm. And Shakhtare, he's not the best anymore. Yeah. <sighs> Um, hopefully that continues this weekend. I would really like this to be. It would have been nice um, for us to, you know, for a draw to be enough to keep us in that space, um, but keep us second in the league, as it were. But so unlucky for Palace, like, like that. 
I look. We don't like Roy Hodgson. I think it goes without saying. Any I really liked fan. him last night for I the last seventy minutes. Mate, I, you know, and some of the times I've watched Palace this season, they've been they've been really exciting. You know, they've, they've actually been far more swashbuckling than you know than, than whatever. They're not like a put ten men behind the ball team. They were counter attacking really yeah, well yesterday. Yeah, absolutely. The only mistake they made was putting that um, sore off. Is it? Yeah, who sounds like he, who sounds like he should be raised. You know, you raise a sore off. Um, by moving him out wide to try, you know, when, when they when they try to go touch more defensive, like he was playing wrong. off Benteke really well. Yeah, to be fair, like you know that he, he was involved in a couple of counter attacks, like but there was those chances when they were overloading down the right hand side, and you can see he's just like oh, I can't be asked to go over and, and press. They could have done with a bit more energy, but yeah, really, really unlucky. I mean, great goal from Matic, unbelievable goal. But um, yeah, it is what it is. Um, okay, uh, Mo Salah, Chris has donated half a million pounds worth of uh, equipment to an Egyptian cancer hospital. Apparently, is, this, is he the genuinely the nicest human being on planet Earth? Pretty much. Mm, I mean, for more than one reason. I, you, you think you know the man, mm. and then he goes and makes himself better in your eyes yeah. again. Like, he, he, I mean, listen, what 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 can this man? What can't this man do? He's a lovely. He's a lovely human being. He loves a chippy. Loves a chippy. He loves scoring goals. And, and he he's, donates. He's dead generous with his millions and millions of pounds. Fantastic. Um, so here's one. It's, it's barely news, but I thought it was an in, it was an interesting point. The f- Football Insider. I don't know if it's .com or whatever. It's not important. Um, it, I got this fine news now, and you know how amazing news now is for a little bit of a clickbaity headline. It was like Liverpool should need to go in for 35 million colossus to do blah blah blah. And basically, what they've said is it looks like Spurs are being linked with Jonathan Tarr. They're saying, basically, he's the ready-made partner for Virgil van Dijk. Liverpool should go in for him. I'm absolutely all in on this, by the way. If you could get Jonathan Tarr for £35 million. Yeah, I believe he's he's having a good season this season. He had a real downturn last season, uh, especially from the season before when it was kind of his breakout year. That happens with young players. I mean, Mm -hmm. I I haven't watched him for about 18 months, probably. His skill set is up there. You know what I mean? And you could absolutely see him fitting in. And he is the type of player that you think, wow, that could be a great partnership. Um, and, you know, what Spurs' record for signing centre-backs is like, it's pretty decent. Yeah. Um, if Klopp wants him, go for him. Klopp Klopp doesn't, if, yeah. if Klopp doesn't want him, don't go for him. It sounds good to me. Um, apparently Liverpool have scored the most 90th plus minute winners I in Premier League history. I couldn't believe this when this came out on Twitter yeah. last night, mate. 30. 30, which puts us comfortably top. Arsenal second on 25 and further down the list. Cause you, uh, you, we've actually got the evidence of this world and you've got Man United have only only scored 19 90th plus minute winners. I The only thing I can think of is that when Manchester United scored in the 90th plus minute, it wasn't recorded as that and it was recorded as in Fergie time. Maybe that's just it. Got fifty in Fergie time and nineteen in in ninety plus. The problem is, is that what what I suspect is, and without having going through the list, we won't know if this is this is just a hypothesis. By the way, is that probably Ferguson's team probably did them in more important. Situations yeah, like 1999 Champions League, you know, like there's there's a, there's a there's a degree to which we've probably done, you know, we've done loads of them. Great, I can think of I can think of a fair few, but the there's probably yeah we on the on the way to doing what it doesn't matter. We've done loads of them, great, but we've we won't, we don't yeah. want a fucking well, league listen, title like so. Let's, you know, we're we're coming up on a thousand games. I think in the Premier League, all of these teams now aren't we at the top? And Manchester United have got far more points than anybody else. I think we're all going to break a thousand games this season. I remember yeah, from a Beasley tweet, season, yeah. and um, they're just they're just not behind as much as us mm. over the course of it either. You know, they did it in big games. It was that little. 
belts. Oh, we've had loads of little pricks. Sure, sure. No. Yes, him. Like him doing it in the running with a few games to go. You know I mean, what? these I they, a, they did yeah. it in the running, yeah. and that's why it that's sticks in your mind. Exactly. Yeah, I think that's that's kind of the, the kind of was it funny enough? How I was, the fuck did you get that side? I was thinking about funny enough. I was <laughs> thinking about yeah, Federico McKay. I was funny enough. I was thinking about when Matic scored that goal yesterday. That like. Man United t- turning that, turning a defeat into a draw, into a win, is that could you know we could be looking at that as the you know if we, if we finish a couple of points behind United, that's got all the hallmarks of being the goal that mm. that, that does it. You know, you know your defensive midfielder scoring your, his first goal for the club with a twenty-five yard looping was it was it right footed or ridiculous ridiculous efforts past the goalkeeper. So yeah, but yeah, Federico Makeda, what a twat. Um, before we move on, Chris recorded a phenomenal podcast this week with Andrew Beasley, the aforementioned uh, at base tune to red, kind of following on from our discussion about goals and what have you. And there was some really interesting stuff I was listening to it earlier, and I thought it was worth spreading with the wider world. Um, I talk where Jurgen Klopp as Liverpool manager sits amongst the pantheon of Liverpool manager greats. Lastly, I wanted to talk about Jurgen Klopp um, and how he's stacking up against previous managers in terms of stats, points scored, goals scored, any insight you might be able to offer us. Yeah, I mean, he's obviously doing very well at the moment. Um, lots of sort of 5 nils and 7 nils this season, which is sort of unheard of. Um, I think he's had the most five-goal wins, five-goal away wins by any Liverpool manager. Um, when you um, sort of look at the stats from the from the league, this is Liverpool's 103rd season in the top flight of English football. And on a goals-per-game basis, it's currently the second-highest-scoring season they've had behind 2013-14. Um, so the goals are just sort of flying in. Um, obviously, the, the, the defensive record isn't quite so impressive. It's... Um, the 55th best, so sort of mid, mid-table, mid if you like, for the defence. Um, but when you sort of combine the two, it's the, uh, currently it's the eighth best goal difference per game in those 103 league seasons in the top flight. There you go, really, really good stuff, Chris. There's, there's, some, there's a lot of really interesting stuff in that podcast, but that was the thing that really... I think from all of these ones you're doing at the moment, I like I like that there's takeaways from them, and I got a real good feeling about Jurgen because we know it already. We talk about it when you do the stats stuff and the stats and tactics stuff, but there's the difference between what it's nice when you have a feeling, and that feeling is backed up by statistics. Yeah, exactly. And we spoke about loads of different stuff. I mean, the the thing that I found most interesting was the shot quality stuff that we spoke about. Like, you know, I theorised a few weeks ago on Liverpool have been training shot quality and Beasley, you know, a man of statistics, a man who loves his XG and all that type of stuff. was like, yeah, I'm, I'm f- pretty fully certain that, he, that they are doing that. Like, so, yeah, it was a great little podcast, great to chat. It was only supposed to be 20 minutes long, promised him, and then we ran to nearly 40 minutes. Like, and I've had people tweeting us going, yeah, that just flew by. That just flew by. Like. Yeah, really, really good stuff. So, yeah, if you want to listen to the rest of that podcast, which I highly recommend, go to the redmentv.com. Join up. It's free for a month, so you can try all of that stuff. Got some phenomenal stuff going on at the moment. In addition to this, we have, you know, in the region of 20 podcasts exclusive to the website subscribers, including the Man of the Match podcast, which Tom's run at the moment phenomenally well as well, and a whole host of other things too. So go over there. If you enjoy this and you want more from us and the Redmen team, then, yeah, go to the redmentv.com and sign up. Next, then, Chris, let's continue with the Liverpool Man United talk. I was enjoying that. 
Now, we haven't really done this this season, mm. the old combined 11. We kind of pulled it off YouTube because it just meant, it just led to a load of hatred because inevitably we're all dead biased towards our own football club. So if you put a fan of another team doing a combined 11, they're inevitably going to preference their team and everyone's going to think they're massive balance. Um, which is, in the case of some of the people we've collabed with over the years, is absolutely true. Absolutely. They're all lovely human beings like you, but you know we've all got a bit of bell end in us, um, especially... You know, Ross on a Friday night. Um, <laughs> I apologise for him, Ross. I'm so sorry. Jesus, I'm so sorry. Um, so combine them. I thought we I thought we'd do it in two two approaches, Chris. There is the on raw talent. It's the combined eleven that on paper is the team that you put out of you, you would amalgamate from the two squads. And then I thought we'd have a little bit of a chat about in, if, if it was left to you, if you had to take players and you had to, put, to slot them into Liverpool's team, what would you go with? So we'll start off based on pure talent alone, the on-paper combined 11. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. It's David the Hayer in goal. War, what? Tell you what. No kidding, the Hayer. Of course it's the Hayer. Did you go with Valencia as the right-back? I did. I went Valencia right-back as well. Centre-back partnership? Matip and Van Dijk. Matip and Van Dijk? Yeah. Okay, cool. I went with... I put uh, Bay in alongside Van Dijk. I think... I just... You know, I think he's... I think he's just better than R2. Weather is the thing. And this is what we're, why we're doing this in two ways. There's players in here that I don't... I naturally have kind of put it in Liverpool's formation. I don't think... I don't know that Bay would be a great partner for Van Dijk. But I know he's their best defender. Yeah, I think I, I I was very very similar to be honest because I was looking at it, I was thinking to myself, Man United play a completely different way to us. Yeah, you know what I mean. And at least I'm comfortable that Matip can do that. Yeah, and I'd happily swap Matip in for Lovren at the moment. You know what I mean. Yeah. I I don't rate I don't rate Manchester United's defense really. Yeah, um, Andy Robertson left back. Yep. Yeah. Cool. Cool with that. I've gone for Nemanja Matic holding mid. I've gone Hendo. Okay. Uh, I like Matic. I think he's a really good player, actually. But um, for what we do, I think he moves the ball a little bit slowly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, again, just in the pure, I put him in there because, again, if this was it, if we were doing this on FIFA, I'm sure he's higher rated DM than Hendo kind of thing. He's got the league title thing going for him, the experience, and you know, I can think of two worldies he scored in the last less than twelve months, and only one from Jordan Henderson. I don't think that was even 12 months, was it? You're thinking of the Chelsea one? Yeah. Oh, that was. No, it's deadline day, January last season, yeah. yeah. Um, So, you've gone for what? what, Four. 4-3-3. 4-3-3 was the other two midfielders. Yeah, I've gone. I've gone Lalana's injured at the moment, so I've just gone Ox and Chan. So I've gone Pogba, 
and either Lalana or Ox, depending on whatever. Again, fully fit. Lalana of last season definitely over Oxley Chamberlain. If Oxley Chamberlain plays like this as he has been the last couple of weeks, that again, pure paper. Surely Pogba's got to be in there. I, um, it's not just pure paper though. I mean, I'm, I'm. We've literally just had five yeah, minutes but, of explanation yeah. that it is purely on paper. But you've got. I've got. I'm, I'm taking into account his performances this okay. season. Yeah. You know, I think that's that's as fair as anything. I mean, if it's attributes, Pogba all day. Yeah. But on form this season, Pogba's not impressed me. Okay. Cool. He's not doing a good job at Manchester United. Is he not? I don't think so. Yeah. I thought he was shite last night. Yeah. Absolutely shite last night. You, I wonder. I, I think he's stifled by their formation, don't get me wrong, and I, I think he's a much better player than he's showing. Mm-hmm. But still, right now, no, you're right, Tom. Yeah, okay, cool. The front three, does the front three pick itself? Yeah. Have you, put, have you no other shelter for any, any Man United players? Nope. The only one is I, I've questionably put in, because again, just on the, the criteria, is... I've put Sanchez slash Mane. I would have Mane, and we'll come on to that discussion in a moment. The Sanchez just because, again, not Sanchez of this season, but Sanchez of, again, you start a footy manager game at the start of this season, Sanchez is probably in the top three players in the three or four players in the league so I've kind of I've got Sanchez in there but it would be a very a tight run thing and again if you judged it on Man United Sanchez versus Mane I think it's Mane yeah I think Mane, it, I think if you judge it Sanchez this season versus Mane this season it's easy as well yeah absolutely so moving forward and I don't know whether you've just done, you've, you've kind of done this already um because I was thinking about this and thinking about it in terms of Liverpool because as much as that that is a combined eleven in a pure, in the purest sense. It's just picking the pick the best known names effectively and, and show them into eleven positions on the pitch. For me, there's only two players I think in that Man United squad. There's like okay, allow me to qualify this. There's more. I haven't worked out how many exactly I'd have in my squad, but in terms of improving our first eleven, David de Gea is the only absolute nailed on one, mm-hmm. and I and I. I, as mentioned previously, I feel that Baye's probably slightly better than Matip and Lovren. Past that, though, like I like a lot of their players. I think Pogba's a tremendous footballer. I, I love watching him play. I love how you know, when you watch someone, they're just it's they're so effortlessly silky on the ball. I love that, but for Liverpool's midfield. I, I don't see how he. I don't see that. He, no. he, I don't see that he's a fit. Hello. Um, I like Rashford. I, like I, I really like Rashford. I'd I'd take Rashford in a heartbeat. But um, would he get into Liverpool's first no, eleven? No, no, he wouldn't. Um, like but he might do. Yeah, he might get into the first eleven. Where, in a where, few would, you, years. where would you put him? Because this is the tough thing, and I think Martial uh, falls into the same trap. I think they're both best as centre forwards, but they're not being played as centre forwards. Yeah, and if they're not being played as centre forwards. I'd have Mane and Salah over. Yeah, I mean, either of them. I'd have them just as a squad rotation right now. <laughs> I'd have Literally, them over Ings and Solanke. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you want to give Mane some rest at some point. Rashford can do that job on the left hand side if you want. Uh, there's a few other players that I really like that would improve the squad. I, I've always really liked Juan Mate. Mm-hmm. I think he's a great footballer. I can't understand why he's playing for Mourinho again. Uh, but he is. Uh, I like Ander Herrera. I think he's a good footballer as well. Um, I think he'd improve our squad. Um, Luke Shaw. I think Klopp would get something out of him. Yeah. I think he he would absolutely be a good fit for Liverpool. Um, I'll, I've got Pogba down as well. I've got Matic down, um, and obviously the hair. They're the, they're the players that I like. Yeah. 
But but it's like like Valencia, we both went for him in the combined eleven, and yet no mention of him here. Because again, I mean, we'll, we'll have to see what happens. Stunts the development of the others, don't he? Well, no, exactly. <laughs> no, but this is the thing. He's Klein's younger than him. Like Valencia's in his thirties now. Like he's, and I think he is very, very good. And again, this will depend on what Klein comes back. Well, we won't know until next season whether we've got a decent player still in Nathaniel Klein. But I would, I would rather see Trent get more game time, see what player there is left in Nathaniel Klein. And if needs be, continue Gomez's development at right back rather than bring Antonio yeah, Valencia in. I agree with that. And on the le- on the left hand side, the sure thing, mate, who knows? Genuinely, because at the point we're at the point now where the evidence, any evidence that Luke Shaw is a good footballer, is becoming thinner, scarcer, and far more placed in the past. You know, it's it's becoming a distant a distant memory. I don't know. You know, he just looks like a. He's got a massive arse, that lad, hasn't he? You know what I mean? And there's been so many criticisms about him. And you just wonder whether... I think you're dead right that Jürgen Klopp is the kind of manager if you could get a tune out of someone, it, you can get a tune out. He's, he's most likely to get a tune out of anyone. But, uh, I mean, when you consider they probably paid, what was they pay, like 30, 30 million for yeah. him? If he was, if he continued on his development, what's that, like five years ago, probably that's he's gone for four, maybe? Three or four? Do you go around uh, the same three, time as Moreno went? Um he should be worth 70 million, 70 million odd quid by now, just by pure inflation alone. Got a manager calling him out every few weeks no, though as well, and he doesn't, doesn't, doesn't help at all, does it? And again, going to the midfield, Emery Chan, Genie Wijnaldum, Jordan Henderson, these are not like names that, again, when, you, when you're playing FIFA and you're playing Pro Evo and you're playing footy manager or you're having an argument with someone on Twitter, these are not names that, when pe- that you, these are names that are very hard to use in arguments. Yeah. But we watch them every week, and again, everything's at Matic, bit too old, bit too immobile, better in a two. Doesn't necessarily have the range of passing, although again, the aforementioned ability to crop up with a world he helps. Paul Pogba, we don't know about his, we don't know what his work rate's really like. Juan Matic, is he mobile enough to be to to, and does he have the work rate to play in our midfield? So yeah, I, I think they've got some terrific players. They've got players that I I. Like and again, if I was playing a footy game, I would, I would have no problem having control of them. But I don't. Other than really, I think Rashford would be an amazing fit for our squad. Yeah, Rashford and De Gea would be the two guys that you go out and you try and buy. Yeah, you know what the thing about Rashford? It was a wider point. I was kind of thinking about. We're going to come on to the the, the, the North versus South team in a minute, but I was watching Leroy Sané at the weekend, and I've been looking at Man City's squad of late and. I think, like on paper, there's so many positions where we've got better players than Man City. But what we don't have is a Leroy, is a Leroy Sane, and what we and a Raheem Sterling in that these two because we, we've bought slightly older for our senior for our senior players, and I wouldn't like a, like a Rashford like we my guys would never sell him to us, yeah. uh, and I'm not sure he'd ever want to play for us. But given the how many top quality British talents we've actually got in our squad and the fact that we do have that gap in terms of age of a 19, 20, 21 year old lad who can play with pace from the from wide or, or coming through the middle, I'd be like he would be he would be a real he'd be a real missing piece in our in our squad, someone like a Rashford. Yeah, I think that's a fair point, mate. I agree with that. Mm. Um fantastic. Well do let us know 
do let us know what yours are. Either use in the comments or tweet us at the Redman TV, of course. Got a few questions to get through. The first two come from the Facebook group. So if you are subscribed to the RedmenTV.com and you're not involved in that, send a, a request to it. Yeah, Ross has got a very stringent entry policy on like on Friday nights. Um, and Tyler uh, will choose. Uh, it says choose your All Star. Prem teams, North versus South, NBA style, uh, via the medium of a Lukaku. Did you go five players? Using the NBA rules. (laughs) You know what, I I actually wrote out all the North teams and the South teams, and Leicester's very borderline, I gave Leicester to the North, just for the the 10v10 balance of it all. Um, And then I did give consideration to just like two from each team, because you can't do less than that, um, because you, know, you wouldn't have enough players. Uh, but all told, no, I my players come exclusively from three clubs for the North, and one, two, two, three. I think I'm, two. Allowed, I think I'm the same. Two, three, no, three for the South, just. Who have you... I oh, know, I think I've gone two from the South. Okay. Well, let's go with the Northern team then. David De Gea in goal? Yeah. Of course. Right back? Walker. Walker, agreed. Centre backs? Company and Van Dyke. Company and Van Dyke, correct. Left back? Robbo or Mendy? Robbo. Me- Mendy. Well, yeah, yeah. Pretty yeah, strong you know social I mean. media game. Like. Yeah, no, yeah. It's, it's Robbo. Uh, we play Liverpool's formation? Yeah. Sure. Fernandinho. Fernandinho, tick. Silver. De Bruyne, De Bruyne. and Silva, yeah. Sad. Ooh. Front three? Salah. Yeah. Sane. Firmino. I. Right, the only debate I had was over Firmino or Aguero. Again, if Jürgen Klopp's the manager, in fact, you know what, even Pep. It's hard not to put Aguero in because he scores so many goals. Yeah. And it's him scoring goals has not necessarily hampered the other guys scoring goals. You know what I mean? Like, I think, I, I, I think we had this conversation. Like, if you put a Harry Kane in to Liverpool's team... I'm not sure Salah scores as many goals in that in that season because I think he's he's a much of a whereas but, Sterling's still like the fourth top goal scorer in the but league. You've still got Salah in that side. Yeah. And Firmino sets up Salah a lot. Mm. So that's probably why I went for Firmino. Yeah. Um plus, it was a toss up between the yeah, two. Yeah, and, and and listen, you you're not wrong. Like both strikers are unbelievable. But I think for me, the probably the, the one thing that separated it really was Guardiola doesn't want him. He yes. just keeps on scoring goals. Yeah. Whereas I think Guardiola would take Firmino over him in a heartbeat. It's interesting, isn't it? It'd be, it'd be, it'd be, I can't wait to see. and Because, well, let me phrase this right. As a football fan, as an unattached to a football team, football fan, which I'm not, but, you know, try to try to think in that regard. I'm fascinated to see what a Man City side looks like with Gabriel Jesus playing for a full season. Mm. To see what that what that ha- what happens is he just a better Roberto Firmino? You suspect probably that's the idea, you know, at, at least or at least equally as good. Um, so yeah, I mean, obviously, I can't disassociate myself. So I, what I do is uh, I just hope that he's terrible. I would like to hope version, that he's terrible too. His poor version of Firmino. Uh, the Sane thing, I agree with that. I think he's tremendous. He is Those the most... two runs in the last two games yeah. against Arsenal, was it? And you just 
they're almost a carbon copy of each other and you're yeah. thinking you've taken five players out the game both times you've done that and it, he's just becoming such a threat mm-hmm. and he looks like he's playing with so much confidence that he knows no one can stop him and he's got that pace and he's got, oh man he's, he's an incredible footballer he's like watch. four years off it in his peak as well um, which is terrifying he is the most Cristiano Ronaldo like player I think in the Fair world point. just in ter- just the way he's built the way he carries himself he could play Anywhere in that front three, it wouldn't shock you to see him, you know, do a Ronaldo and move centrally because he's so tall. Mm. Um, such a good player. Um, okay, sound. So yeah, that was that was surprisingly easy. South, I reckon there might be a bit of contention amongst. Yeah, this. I struggled with this one. I even changed the formation, and I'm not sure I've got. I'm not sure I've got my forward players right to be honest. Okay, so goalkeeper. Um, Courtois. Get yeah, Courtois. Right, the fullbacks was where I stretched this a little bit. Because neither of the guys I've got fullback are playing fullback at the moment. Yeah, well, one of mine isn't. I've got Aspilicueta as right back. Same here. And I got Marcus Alonso as left back. I put Rose in at left back. Okay, that's the only reason. Because his thing again, Marcus Alonso's not playing left back. I don't think he's that good. But Danny Rose <laughs> has been terrible this season. I know, I know. And he's not even. In fact, he's even. He's not even their first choice left back at this this season. He? So it's yeah. Again, a pure. I would you take Danny Rose because Danny we know, we know Danny Rose. Danny Rose last good. season was fucking superb, like for the half season that he played. Yeah, good point. Yeah, Marcus Alonso. I mean, again, if you if you can manage to score as many goals as he does while still playing at left back, which I severely doubt. Yeah, but I mean, past that, yeah, I, I struggled. I struggled with that one to be honest. Like I, I had Aspilicueta at left back for for the briefest of time, but then I thought I've got to find a right back, and then I'm going to end up with Kieran Trippier as my right back, and. Hey, listen. I like him. Actually, he's a good yeah, he's a good. He's good. But I, I don't know. I, I, I want this team should be these teams should be as sexy as possible. Now, granted, I've got Andy Robertson in my me, me team as of you, which might be which might unbalance that a touch. Like so, maybe Mendy would have been the pick for that, just because you want to sell as many shirts as possible. You want as many people using the uh, Snapchat filter from around the ground as possible. Um, Centre backs. Alden Vidal and Vertonghen, and I know yeah. San- yeah. Sanchez has been good this season, but I just like the pair of them. Yeah, I've gone for that too. Okay, holding mid. Kante and Dembele. Oh, Kante, of course. I totally forgot about Kante. <laughs> yeah, I've got I've got Dembele in there. You know what? I'll swap. Dembele's getting booted for mine. I'm going for Kante because he can do it on his own. And I want two attacking mids in. Who's your Who's your third midfielder? Um, I well, I went four two three one, and I think I've I think I've remembered the other guy that I should have put in. But anyway, Ali I've got Ali as my ten. Son and Hazard, and Kane is the person you've forgotten. William. Yeah, yeah. So I've got Erzul and Ali as my attacking mids. Oh mate, Erzul does not turn up in the big games. <laughs> And if you're playing that north side, that's a big game. Yeah. <laughs> the, uh... I, I, I've actually, I've actually, it's worked out quite well because I'm playing a four-two-three-one because I'm going to need to with Silva, De Bruyne, Salah, Sane, and Firmino. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I've got, I'm going Kane up top, William and Hazard either side actually, of him. You know what? I'm going to change that. I, mean, I am putting Trippier in at right back. Okay. And I'm moving as Pilaqueta to left back because yeah, sure. Cool. I, can, I can live with that. It's interesting stuff, though. I, like, I think I love Son. I think he's a, I think he's a, a terrific footballer, but he's he's not that right winger that I needed. Put, yeah, exactly. exactly, he's the he's the left side if he's up there, or he's a he's a he's a ten with Kane at times. It's mad because the talent, the the talent, I, I think is there in the self, but it's not. It's just not functioning this season. I think 
if Sanchez stayed at Arsenal, he, he might have got he might have gotten closer to this team, but I don't think he does now that he's playing for Man United, and he's been shit. Um, and then you got the likes of Mkhitaryan and a boomerang and all that. Boomerang. Like. Uh, well, exactly. Oh, boomerang, mate. He's so bad. His goals have been just the scabbiest things I've seen in my entire life. You see him missed that penalty as well. Mate. He's not a more mate. a boomerang than that. Fantastic. Uh, yeah, that was great. Brilliant. Again, if you want to interact with that, the best place to do this really, because it's a bit more long form, is go to theredmentv.com. Uh, if you listen there already, then you can just go straight to the comment section underneath. But if not, then track us down. Get involved. Uh, get involved on the website because it's amazing. Jonathan Cook, Mr. Pajak, asks, apart from Mignolet, brackets and Chan, are there any current first team slash squad players you could bear to see leave in the summer? He says, I'm struggling to think of anyone. I love this group of players. I have gone, I've got a, quite a long list, wow. to be fair. Now, How many of these are out on loan at the moment? Quite a few. Okay. But there's a big surprise in there as well. Okay, let me see if I can let me, give me a, give me a clue to your surprise. Mm. His first name's Nathaniel. <laughs> cool. Okay, so go on. Go talk me through your list. Flano. Yeah. Grewich. Okay. Markovic. Obviously. Bogdan. Obviously. Sturridge. Yeah. Arigi. I forgot to even play for us anymore. Arigi and Sturridge both true. Go on. Clavin. Yeah. Klein. Why Klein? I think he's probably still the best right back at the club. But but Trent's been so good this season that I'm comfortable with him there. And I, it's mad like because even two weeks ago I was saying, you know, Nathaniel Klein can still do a job for Liverpool. But the question was asked, and I wouldn't be asked if he went. Yeah. I um I would. I think that's a stupid thing to say. That's fine. <laughs> that's I, fine uh, no, I, 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 listen. I think, I think you've played to the controversial crowd there. Not at all, Paul. Honestly, right. I've got reasons for it. Obviously, Ten's been playing brilliantly, uh-huh. and I want to con- yeah. continue to see him develop. Yeah. Nathaniel Klein's been out for the best part of a year now, uh-huh. so we don't know what ta- what what type of player it is. If he doesn't get any games between now and the end of the season, getting rid of a player that's been out for a year when you've had someone come in and been incredible yeah. in every situation you've thrown them in, yeah. isn't that that mad? You're attaching the name to it, and I think when you attach the name to it, and listen, he, Nathaniel Klein's been brilliant, and you know, two years ago he was probably our best player and stuff like that. But we're a long time removed from that, and football moves on fairly quickly, so. I'm not playing up to the crowd in any way, shape or form. I'd have just not said Nathaniel Klein and I'd just gone with the, the easy shouts. But I really wouldn't be asked. I wouldn't be selling him, but I wouldn't be asked if he went and that's the difference and right, that's the okay. question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so I, um, I would because, I mean, look, this is all predicated around if he's still capable of playing at the level. Because if he's not, you're right. I don't give a fuck. Because if you're not if you're not good enough to play for Liverpool, then it does, then, then whatever. Sell him before people get onto that <laughs> and get some good money for him. Because someone there'll, there'll be no shortage of suitors for Nathaniel Klein this summer if we wanted to sell him. The problem with him and and it's I'm so happy we don't have to worry about our fullback situation this summer. And I don't want that to situation to change. I am. I have never been happier with Liverpool's fullbacks, mm. and the trend thing. I, well, I agree with what you say, and I still think there's plenty of football to go around in a in a busy campaign because he still is very very young. And I, I think where what the reason why he's looked so good this season is those he's had a couple of absolute stinkers, and we've just took him out, and you just and you don't see him for a few weeks, and then he comes back in again, and he's fine. Like 
if he if he if his development continues, imagine how good he's going to be next year. Of course, but at nineteen twenty for forty games, maybe. But at nineteen twenty, he's still not a senior age player. You still need if you want him to reach his potential, like. You don't you don't need him to play every game. No, and every, that's the thing. We've not needed him to play every week. But again, then it slides over to the the Gomez responsibility. And then what are you buying in the summer? How do you go and buy? You can't, basically you can't buy unless you. It's it's basically impo- you've left yourself with the impossible task of replacing Nathaniel Klein because how do you buy that guy when you're basically saying you're going to come in and be back up to a twenty year old kid? You're going to have to. You, can you get the quality you need to be good enough to play for Liverpool, but also at the same time have someone with the mind with the right mindset and mentality? I think we've done it this year at left back. Oh yeah, yeah, but that's very much the exception rather than the rule in that situation when you've got a good not with, first team. Not team with man. not with the committee and the way they've no, worked since Klopp's come in. Yeah, yeah, but you know, it, when they've when when they've identified players, they've been right. Yeah. True. Almost 100% of the time. Yeah. And, but, you know, we've managed to sign players who were older, like Ragnar Klavan, who's fit, come in and been able to do a job yeah. when we've needed him. And that's not for 40, 50 games yeah. a season either. But you're, so, making, you're, making, you're making life harder for yourself. Of course you are. But if, if Liverpool were to sell him, I wouldn't be asked. Yeah. That's what it comes down to. Paul. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I agree with, with, with Jonathan's point on this, though, is that I, there's, no, there's no dickheads in that squad. And you've right, the ones you've listed, the obvious ones of like Markovic, whatever, mate. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm kind, of, I'm, I'm a bit. I just would have liked, to, I'd like to know what's going on, what's, what's happened with him, what is it that he fundamentally lacks. And when you read some of the, the and, you, and you, and you listen to some of the stuff about Jurgen Klopp and how he, how he does things, it's probably just as fundamental as he's just terrible in training. He just doesn't work. He just doesn't work hard, so he's not, he's not arsed with him. I guess what you're right in terms of could bear to leave. Yeah, I don't know. There's, like I say, for me, I, the, the scale of it is more. There's no one. There's no bad apples. I don't think in that group anymore. If they are, they're the ones that are out on loan. And I agree that most of the people are on loan. Who's asked? They're not going to be missed. It would be. I would like to see one or two that are out on loan come back and impress because you know you're saving yourself an absolute bundle if Shea Ojo or Ryan Kent are suddenly capable of playing first team football for you. Similarly, Divakarigi. To be fair, but you're right. I wouldn't be that asked. But there's no one who I'm like. Get no, rid of him. no, we no longer Bogdan. have a Mario Balotelli. Even he's not, he's so inoffensive, isn't he? Do you, you even, could, you know, until his name come up, are you, are you really looking? Would you really, if you hadn't thought about it, you wouldn't. You barely remember he's a Liverpool player. Sure. You know, he's, uh, he crops up occasionally in the background of photos. I'd be looking at me wage bill. stuff like fucking Bogdan. Yeah, no, yeah. I wonder. What Get he's rid on. of him. Genuinely wonder what he's on. I'd take that. Um, yeah. He's probably on about ten grand a week, isn't he? And he's just just loving life. His contract must be up. It's got to be up soon. It's it must got to be. be. He's been here a long time. Like, and he's not even getting let into the game. People don't know who he is anymore. No, absolutely. Um, last that story. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> last question comes from Lee Carter live. Um, bit of a random one to end on. Best album pre nineties. He's gone for Pink Floyd. Dark Side. It's a great yeah. album. In fairness, Tim I used to listen to it a lot when I was in university. Um, Say no more. I've I've got uh, I've gone Sergeant Pepper's. Okay, I think it's a classic shout uh, from Z Beatles, yeah. and the only other one, and I've not listened to it in a while, but I used to really love Rise and Fall of Ziggy Stardust by Bowie. Yeah, I used to listen to that a lot. Um, and then you've got like a Clash and all that type of stuff, and I loved all them albums as well. And then there's some great '80s rap albums and stuff, but 
think if I come down to it, probably the album that I listen to more than any other from that era is Sgt. Pepper's. The problem, I, the problem is the pre-90s stuff is that all my favourite music is either from the 60s or the 90s or the, that early indie revival of the of the noughties. Um, I used to always say, present company accepted, of course, Chris, that the only good things that come out of the 80s was Knight Rider, Metallica and me. Um and of course, of course, yourself, because you're right in front of me. But um, that Kill 'Em All by Metallica, like it's, it's it's a special occasion kind of album. You know, it's not one you put in when you're making when you're making brekkie with the kids around anymore. Like, but uh, I do have a I do have a soft spot for that. But it is a Beatles album, and it's Rubber Soul. Whereas I used to say. From a from a from an emotional perspective and a personal perspective, Sgt. Pepper's my favourite because I love everything about that. I had the cover. I love like I, I've done so much work on Peter Blake, um, the artist behind it, and just I, that was the first album I ever listened to. Revolver is is in inverted commas the Beatles' best album, but Rubber Soul is my favourite Beatles album. So yeah, so that's it for me. Let us know yours. So what's your favourite pre nineties album? Um, I like Revolver. Yeah, revolver. Um, put you on the put you on the spot. I can't believe you're not paying attention. You know, yeah, been running through I your brain. I think before uh, Smith's first album's good. Okay. Um, Wish by the Cure. Yeah, that's a great album. Actually, cool. Stevie Wonder sounds in the like. There you go. Favorite nineties album. Favorite nineties album is definitely maybe Oasis. Never mind. Yeah. A good album, the yeah, yeah, Nirvana, I'm fucking spot on. Um, okay, I had to check the dates on that one because that, that was like the 92. 91. I was like, fuck, I was so close because that would be it, yeah, so close, but 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 not okay. Fantastic, thank you very much, everyone who's listened. This has been Red Men Radio number 48. We're closing in on our first podcasting milestone. Thank you very much for listening. Thank you very much for subscribing. As I say, do go over to the redmentv.com and and and. Get your subscription started now. I can't stress this enough. We are doing some amazing podcast content. All the stuff that we do in video form that we've been telling you about for ages, it's all available in podcast form as well, particularly the Final Word show, which is my f- favourite show of the week. Just sitting down, doing 45 minutes of an hour talking about each well. month. Yeah, it was. Um, you can get all of this stuff in podcast form and you can now get the subscription podcast in your native podcast app on your phone. So if you don't want to have to log into the website every single time, you can just get it in your feed. Amazing stuff. Chris put some real hard graft in to make that a thing and it is now so yeah thank you very much for everyone hope to have you listen to us again on the other stuff other than that walk on